0: welcome to my mom's show (laughs) hello there and welcome to episode 110 of the single mother survival guide podcast i'm so happy that you're here today my name is julia husher i am the host of this show and i want to wish you a very warm welcome I have got a super exciting guest on the show today. I absolutely loved chatting with her. She is just so lovely and gorgeous and I will get into it in just a moment, but I just want to let you know that the Don't Just Survive, Thrive eCourse is kicking off again on the 22nd of October, 2018. Now, this is the last time that I'm gonna run it for this year. So if you wanna join in, now's the time to do it. Let me tell you a little bit about it. This is the online program that gets single mums from surviving to thriving in just eight weeks. Okay, this is something I'm really passionate about. I feel like we all need to live our best life and there is just no reason for us to be feeling like we're surviving and getting through each day. It should be about thriving. Really? I need to change my business name. (laughs) I've just had an epiphany. Anyway, this course is for you if you feel like you are just surviving. Okay. It's like every day feels like Groundhog Day. You've lost touch with who you are and what you want. You might be struggling with self-love. You may feel like there's more to life than the daily grind of work and house stuff and looking after kids and dealing with your ex. If you're there going, yes, 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 then this course is for you. I believe that we can all live a really fulfilling and happy and empowered life, even as single moms. And in fact, I think it is a great opportunity to take this as, wow, okay, what can I do? What can I do now? This is the situation. How can I make my life amazing? This course is for you if you have been single for a little while. Okay. So you're not a fresh single mum. You're not grieving and you are not kind of freaking out. You're not in that freak out stage. Okay. Now, as I've mentioned in the past, I do have a course coming out for brand new single mums. Check out the website for details on that. Okay. So in this course, I share the strategies that I implemented that ultimately turned my life around. Okay. How I went from surviving to thriving. So I've been a single mom for over five years now, and I only wish I knew three or four years ago what I know now you know, and I'm happier now than I've ever been in my whole life. I feel more alive than I've ever been. I feel totally and utterly empowered. And I really want you to feel like that as well. Okay. You deserve to be the best version of yourself and your children deserve to have the best version of you too. And I know that you can get there. There's no magic pill, you know, I wish there was, but I'm going to teach you the strategies that you can work on the exercises that you can do to get empowered. So after the course, you are going to feel optimistic, positive about the future. You're going to feel confident in yourself to be the best version of yourself for you and your kids. You're going to feel really clear in who you are and connected with yourself. You will have discovered your true identity again. I mean, that's amazing. You're going to love yourself. You're going to feel balanced in all areas of your life and know which areas you need to work on. You're going to feel like you are an amazing role model for your children. You are going to be brimming with positivity, direction, confidence, focus. Okay. You're going to have goals. You're going to be excited to be working on them. You are going to feel empowered as the amazing person that you are. Okay. This course is perfect for you. If you want to create a positive mindset find balance, find your true, authentic, empowered self and love it and establish and carry out new goals with focus and direction. Okay. So this course is based on four modules. The modules are mindset, and how to make it positive, how to change your mindset. This module will change your life, guys. It will change your life. You don't want to be the kind of person that is thinking negatively all the time. No, you want to think positively. And it's a hard skill to learn, especially if you've been thinking a certain way for 20, 30, 40, even 50 years. It's very difficult, but I'm going to teach you exercises that will rewire your brain so that you think positively. The next module is on balance. That module is going to help you look at your life and where you need to put more focus. And the third module is about rediscovering who you are. It's about connecting with yourself. It's about finding your true identity. And the fourth module is about goals. It's about how to set goals and how to set them so that you actually reach your goals. You know, a lot of people don't reach their goals because they're not setting goals properly. And I teach you in this course the exact process that I have used to Reach every single one of my goals that I have set. There is also a bonus module on budgeting for single mums, which is something that we need to be all over. Now, the course is jam packed. Okay, there's over 40 videos. Each little lesson has a video, has some written material, has exercises. Okay, you can, you will have the freedom to study this course in your own time. It's self paced. So, A module will be released every fortnight, but you can do it in your own time. I do recommend you do a module a fortnight, but you can do it in your own time. You will have unlimited lifetime access to this course. Okay. So even if you can't get it done in the recommended eight weeks, don't worry. You'll also have access to all future course updates and free downloadable resources in each module. Okay. There's also another bonus, which is a bit of a surprise. Plus, it's got a money-back guarantee, okay? I'd be pretty sad if you didn't like it because I really believe in it and I think that if you implement the exercises and strategies, you will see results. But if you are unhappy with your purchase, just send me an email within 10 days and I will give you a full refund. If you have any questions whatsoever, you can send me an email at julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. You can access this course from all different devices, okay? I know what life is like as a single mum. Ease and convenience is key. So you can do this course in bed, at the dining table, on the couch, on the train, on the bus. As I said, you can go through this course at, at your own pace, okay? Some of the modules will require a week or two to get some information, apply strategies, that sort of thing. Ideally, one module should be done a fortnight. So it would take a total of eight weeks to get through the course at this pace. And that's at about 30 minutes a day. If you're a single dad, you're just as welcome to do the course. It's targeted at single mums, but it's applicable to all single parents, mums, and dads. And the cost is 289 Australian dollars. And you can do this course from wherever you are in the world, okay? You do not have to be in Australia, it's all online. I've had women from all over the world do this course. So don't worry about that. If you have any questions at all, please send me an email, julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. Anyway, come and join the tribe. I would love to have you. I would love to help you and support you on your journey to thrive, not just survive. As I mentioned, we will be kicking off on the 22nd of October, 2018. The last time I am running this for this year. So if you have been thinking about it, come on in. Now's the time. To be honest, I don't know when and if I'll be doing it next year. I've got a shitload of other things I'm trying to get going at the moment. We will see. I hope to do it, but I have other exciting things coming up too. So I can't 100% guarantee. Okay, guys, that's what I wanted to just quickly fill you in on. Now let's get into this week's episode. I hope you love it. Let's do it. My guest today knows what it's like to hit rock bottom. After suffering with depression, a passion for living a balanced and healthy lifestyle was fueled, which focused on self-love, empowerment, and mindfulness. She has been featured in publications such as Mother and Baby magazine, Women's Health, Fitness magazine, and The Career Mail, just to name a few. She began blogging in 2014 when she was pregnant with her second child as a way to document her emotions throughout pregnancy. With an honest, relatable, and no-bullshit approach, she was soon featured and shared among many mothers. I am absolutely thrilled to have personal trainer, mental health advocate, blogger at Mad Max Mum and single mum, Lauren Patterson, who you might know as Lauren Kate. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I am awesome. How are you? Very well, thank you. Okay, so to begin with, would you mind telling us a bit about you? Where do you live? How old are your kids? And how long have you been a single mum for?
1: Uh, so I live in Brisbane. I'm just outside of the city, uh, nice and close, uh, but far enough away. I yeah. have buddy who's about to turn six. Everyone keeps asking their ages at the moment, and they're. <laughs> Their birthdays are both next month, so I just keep saying nearly six and nearly three.
0: Oh, (laughs) cute. Your daughter started school this year as well, I think, didn't she?
1: She did. She's in prep and she's absolutely loving it. So good. It's
0: such (laughs) a big change, isn't it? Like, they grow so much, I think, in that. Like, they're so independent and they've got this, like, I'm a big girl attitude kind of thing going on. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. The sass on that kid is unbelievable, but it's just karma biting me in the ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good though. I think they're going to be pretty amazing adults with that kind of sass at this age.
1: I think so too. I like to say it's more of an independent woman's sass, which is what yes. I've developed over the years since um, I separated from their father. So it's definitely an attribute that, you know, I'm not scared of her having.
0: Yeah. And um, so how many years has it been since you have been separated from their father? Uh,
1: Two and a half now.
0: Okay. So take us back to when you were 17, which was when you were diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety. And maybe this is sort of when the whole story sort of began. What was going on in your life at the time, if you don't mind sharing?
1: Uh, So when... I was 16. I just started Year 12, and I I was always a very um, attentive student. I did really well. I was um, I was on my way to getting a really great op, and I was you know involved in sport. Uh, I had a huge passion for it. I was very active and had lots of friends. Um, and then I met a boy, like we all do at that age. <laughs> and, it, it developed into a very toxic and not, oh, it's, it's not, it wasn't a great uh, relationship. It was, it caused me a lot of pain. Um,
0: How scary at that age as well, like you haven't had a lot of experience re- with relationships. You might be thinking, is this normal? Like, <laughs> Is this a relationship? Yeah. Far out.
1: I remember the first time something happened and I, and I can still remember it as clear as day now and go, holy shit, like if someone did that to me now, I yeah. would tell them where to go. Yeah. But at that stage I was like, oh, okay, well, that won't happen again, surely. Mm. So I just became more and more, st- I wasn't stuck, but at that stage I felt like I was and it, very quickly I was diagnosed with um, severe, very severe depression and anxiety, which were things I just uh, hadn't really learned much about and didn't know what it was like to have it, and I just be, got into a very dark place. My skin uh, broke out so bad that you know any makeup would just peel off. Um, there were just a lot of things just going on at once, and I remember being diagnosed. and I sat outside next to the pool and looked at my mum and said, "I can't have depression. I don't even know what it is." And it just got worse and worse and worse as I stayed with this guy and. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very tough, tough year. <laughs> Gosh,
0: yeah, that sounds um, really scary. Like, yeah, very scary. So you think that your whole thing with depression and anxiety sort of came out of a, as a result of that kind of relationship?
1: Absolutely. I yeah. don't remember having any, you know, I still suffer from um, bouts of anxiety now and, and I know that I never, ever had those types of feelings or emotions as I was in my younger teenage years. So feeling those types of feelings and especially the very dark ones with depression, it was, it was very scary yeah. um, and it's very eye-opening and you think that it's never going to end and you know what, it didn't for about four or five years. So I actually went to a kinesiologist uh, probably a year ago now and she really delved really deep into things that had happened in my past and she did mention that I was sexually assaulted when I was 13 by my piano teacher. and. Uh, She said that that kind of sparked an anxious uh, habit in me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I bet. Um, And, you know, and then getting into an abusive relationship uh, just made it come out of the woodworks. So I might have had it lingering for years. I just didn't know what it was. Gosh, that's such a traumatic
0: thing for a child to go through. I don't remember it. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's good. That's probably your brain kind of it's a coping mechanism.
1: Absolutely. I was a very strong kid and, you know, when it happened, I knew what happened wasn't okay and, you know, my dad was bloody furious. Uh, I probably remember that part more than I actually remember what happened. So, you know, I just, I dealt, put it down and and just didn't think about it. I just got on with it.
0: Yeah. Well, good on you for telling your dad. Like so many people wouldn't tell anyone.
1: Oh, yeah. At the time I was very shaken up. So I think you could tell that something wasn't right at that time.
0: Yeah okay so when you were so you were going through this sort of thing with depression and anxiety for four or five years uh you broke up with the guy
1: you were seeing yes yes so it was about a year that we were together and just yeah one day got the courage to be like you know what I'm done good
0: on you good on you um okay so and then at 22 so I should go back so then you met your uh your future children's father yep. when you were sort of still coming out of this phase or would you say you were still in it or?
1: Um, at that stage I actually had a really lovely boyfriend before I met the kid's father and you know I was able to uh, you know I had someone around me that really cared and loved and supported me exactly the way I was and, and my symptoms of depression subsided for an amount of time. Uh, but because I was kind of ignoring them it turned into a pretty gnarly eating disorder Um, (laughs) no one knew about Um, they only found out once I'd collapsed at work and then from there on um, that relationship ended and I was you know just having fun I was still going through you know I wasn't eating at all and then met the kid's dad and so unbeknownst to him I had an eating disorder but I didn't anyone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I sound like a (laughs) (laughs) hot. No,
0: the thing is like, I think it's, I think it's great that you talk about it so openly because I think it's really common, especially for girls that age, you know, like I, I had the same thing when I was um, in my late sort of teens, early twenties, and you know, history with depression, anxiety, eating disorder as well. And I think, um, I think it's really scary for young women. And there's so much pressure, and you know, there's just so much going on with boys and everything. Like it's a really, it's a tough time.
1: Yeah, and I was a promo girl at that stage. So oh my god,
0: to... so was I. <laughs>
1: That's so oh, funny. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot the of best... pressure
0: on looks, and like, um you know, getting comfortable. Well, I don't know. I felt like I was getting confidence from men, which is a really bad way to get confidence.
1: Uh, unfortunately, that's, I guess, part of the job is that, you know, the more attention you get, the more you get hired for jobs. So, yeah.
0: That's
1: really how that job works. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So then you met your, your, the, your, um, well, your future ex. <laughs> um, so, um, what happened then? So you met him and you were like, he was a great guy and you were like, yes, good relationship or what was happening? Yeah,
1: yeah, I was like, there was something about him, um, you know, that caught my eye and, you know, when I first met him, I actually didn't see him for a couple of months after that and then I was doing a promo shift in, uh, in the city and he thought, oh, I'll, I'll pop along and say, hey, and then from that night we were inseparable and yeah. I think... Spent, you know every day together for the next couple of months until I felt pregnant.
0: Okay, <laughs> so then suddenly you fell pregnant which I guess wasn't planned um, at that early stage of the relationship.
1: Not at all no <laughs> <totally fair enough.
0: laughs> Okay so you were like I'm gonna have this baby or what what went through your mind?
1: I was absolutely packing it because
0: um, yeah. you um, were you were quite young twenty two were you twenty one at the time?
1: Ah uh, gosh. What, well, 21, 22, it was at the end of the year. So I was. Pre- I think I was close to 22. Yeah. Yeah. So I was about to turn 22, 23. I can't even remember. Maddie, yeah. however. <laughs> yeah, maths, <in> my full tech. <laughs> <laughs> That's but all right.
0: Around about 20, just somewhere between 21 and 23. is isn't very young.
1: Yeah. Let's just say early 20s. Let's yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really
0: <laughs> Yeah. So. Um, you must have been terrified. And what was going through your mind? Like, would you say that, I mean, you were still battling this eating disorder and everything. Was it, I mean, how do you? how did you feel? Did you want to be a mum?
1: Uh, it was weird. I cried for, you know, minimum three days. I was pretty uh, scared and stressed. And, and, you know, I think he was as well. And you know, I'd always grown up, and you know, we're not a super religious family, but Mum always tried to make us go to church. And I just had this thing in my head that was Mum going, you know, if I ever found out that you know you got rid of a baby, I you know I wouldn't be stoked. Yeah. And I said it in different words, but that's just how I talked. <laughs> <laughs> I just had something in my head like I didn't want to, you know, do that to Mum. Yeah. So. It wasn't really an option for me I thought you know I'm not in a great spot in life and I haven't been with this guy very long but you know that's just how I'd been brought up yeah so yeah I just thought you know what I'm just gonna do it because maybe this is what I need in life and I didn't know what to expect but I guess there was some part of me that was ready to do it
0: yeah and is that when sort of everything changed with your mental health when you were pregnant, or was it more when she was born
1: uh, well well, eating disorder wise I was still in the midst of it. however, the day or a couple of days after once you know i 'd stopped crying and returned back to work, I went and bought a foot long sub and I started eating so so good it got. Me to start thinking in a different way that you know there was a little human inside me and I couldn't treat it the way I was treating myself. Yeah. So it definitely really did. Um, it did help improve some symptoms. And so, like, by no means would I say if you're having a really tough time mental health wise, don't go and get, like go and get pregnant. Get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I talk about it, I have to be really careful how I word it. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I did this get... is for you.
0: This is your your story. Yeah. Everybody's different.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it was a really good thing. I think it was something that I needed at that stage in life and I have a very supportive family. So, you know, even though I was scared, my family was super excited. So it made it easier. So would you say that your daughter saved you? I always always have said that. Um, And I've had people try to guilt trip me uh, before saying, you know, what if Maddie grows up and sees that? And, you know, it's kind of putting a lot of pressure on her. I'm like, no, I think Hmm. she'll always know how loved she is. So, I mean, people will see it in a negative way, whereas I like to think that Matt is the reason I changed.
0: I don't see that as a negative thing at all. I think it's really nice. Like, yeah, no, I think it's positive.
1: In any way that was negative, but, you know, you've always got people out there with different aspects on everything in life, don't you? (laughs) 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 Yeah.
0: Okay, so your relationship, so at that point, your relationship, you would have been like, oh, okay, it was a pretty new relationship, so it's a lot of pressure for a new relationship, but you decided to just deep dive into it and give it a go?
1: Yes, Um, and it was going well. Uh, Obviously, I couldn't go out and party and drink like we were both doing before uh, I fell pregnant. Yeah. It didn't last too long, though, because I was single about three months
0: in. Into your pregnancy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is scary, isn't it, pregnant and single?
1: It was horrifying. Yeah. I was on a little my family go away every Easter and I was there by myself as my parents were at work and I just got this gut feeling that something was wrong and I text him and then that's when it started. I found out that he wasn't ready for it and he didn't want to be with me. So... <sighs> Being so young and, and being alone um, at the beach, nowhere near my parents at that stage, I was hysterical and that was when it started to prove to be a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. So it was very scary. It's really
0: scary. I think I was just talking about this last night. I think it, there's something that doesn't make sense in your head about being pregnant and single. It's not like how you, how you imagine that your life should be.
1: Absolutely. You, you, you know, you see everyone's highlight reels and at this stage Instagram wasn't, I don't, I don't even know if it was around, but, you know, from what I'd seen in movies and stuff, it's where you go pram shopping together. Yes. You take photos of the bump and, the, you know, the boy and the girl and, and it's a happy time because there's so much support and you do everything as a couple and I didn't have that. Yeah. And it And it was very, very, very tough. And I remember pram shopping and hating it. And I remember hospital appointments and hating it. And I just dreaded everything for a couple of months there. And once I felt her kicking and and I got to see her and I got diagnosed with gestational diabetes. So I got to see her quite often. um, It made it more real and definitely built a, a resilience within me because I was alone and, and it didn't really matter whether she had a, a mum and a dad or just a mum, she had a lot of other people around her as well that, that were so excited for her to be here. So, Absolutely. yeah, even after two pregnancies, it was never ideal. I still don't know what it's like to have someone want to take photo with the bump. I, you know, I still don't know those feelings and it's, it's tough and I think if I get choked up talking about, One thing from my past, it's definitely about how I felt when I was pregnant because I definitely didn't feel beautiful and I I didn't feel loved and I, I always dreamt of that ideal pregnancy and I never really got it. So,
0: yeah. I totally hear you. It was exactly the same for me. It's so difficult and I think it would have been so much harder for you because at that age as well, not many of your friends are in the same boat most likely. So, you know, your friends are going out probably partying or, you know, maybe studying at uni and, you know, kind of living life. Um, And for you it feels like you are very isolated because there's not much you can do that... um, you know, to kind of hang out with your friends, like, you know, when they're doing yeah. their thing, you you know, you don't probably don't feel like going out and partying and all Absolutely. that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And at that stage, um, right before I got dumped, I actually went into hospital for emergency surgery as my appendix um, was about oh. to burst. Oh my gosh. So, After the surgery, I needed two weeks off and when I went to go back to work, my job never contacted me again. So (gasps) I'd been fired and no one wanted to hire me pregnant. So in the same two weeks, I'd had surgery, got fired and then got dumped.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. What a bloody nightmare for two weeks. At least, you know,
1: it could only go up from there, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I was on my ass. It could only go up.
0: Far out. So what happened after that?
1: Uh, I just, I actually threw myself because I couldn't earn any money. I was at home with mum and dad. Um, I thought the only way I was going to get some sort of income was to get the student payments. And so I went to uni and I started studying from home. Uh, And at that stage it was marketing, which I had an interest in.
0: Yeah.
1: And. Just did that for most of my pregnancy. So That's the money that I was getting for studying I saved up because that was all the money that I had to get Mads everything that she needed. Yeah. And I, I made it work. I just got everything off gumtree and didn't, you know, spent minimal money. Her pot I sanded down and repainted myself and and you know, mum and dad definitely got way over excited and bought a lot of stuff <laughs> as well. So yeah, I had a lot of support um financially but I definitely wanted to prove that I could do it myself so yes
0: that's great that's really nice so when she was born um what was going on with your ex like did he want to be involved or was it just like he was out of the picture
1: he started to get a little bit more involved towards the end of the pregnancy he wasn't there when I went into labor uh, I was at my parents house so he had to meet us at the hospital and you know, he stayed with us for the first, I think, week at Mum and Dad's and it was great. It was really nice to have him there. But I do remember his phone going off a lot and it was always um, one of the girls that he was uh, seeing and I didn't know that at that stage. So it was it was good to have him there but it was also very uncomfortable because I knew I just wasn't the only girl in his life at that stage and I never really was. So, um, you know, that was the tough part. So I spent a lot of one-on-one time with Mads after that, still lived at mum and dad's for a long time and, you know, just built that bond with Maddie. That was really my priority there.
0: Yeah, that's so nice. I mean, that would have been really, um, gosh, I'm just trying to imagine what that would feel like. You know, you have a brand new baby and also at that stage, you're not feeling very, um, I don't know, like if you're feeling, um, (laughs) I don't know, pardon? (laughs) Floppy. From, yeah, floppy. <laughs> yeah. So that would <laughs> that would not have been nice, knowing that he's talking to all these other girls. Were you trying to work out the relationship?
1: Absolutely. Um yeah. Well, that was what I thought we were trying to do. Uh. And, but yeah, it was just a very uncomfortable feeling. Okay. So, did he? Did you manage to sort of get? back together
0: and sort of work it out what happened between then and your son being born?
1: I always called our relationship the strobe light relationship. It was on, off, on, off, (laughs) on, off all the time. Yeah. And it was just uh, that's why I got into um, prepping for a fitness comp. It was just a way to keep focus. And Was this before your son was born? It was, yeah.
0: Amazing.
1: I did that and, you know, I had Mads. 99% 99% of the time, and was training and was working, and it was really, really good. And we had lots going on, and it was just great. Mads and I were best mates, so yeah. it was really, really nice. And um, you know, we were always kind of in each other's lives, it, it, something just kept bringing us together. And yeah, then I felt pregnant with
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then again, you were sort of trying to work out the relationship, I guess.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a lot stronger at that stage uh but once i was diagnosed with postnatal with max it was yeah it was dead in the bum after that and that's when i moved out so it was i moved out when maybe max was three months old so you were living together uh yeah kind of you know we've got two kids together so we tried yeah. to that was the longest period of time that we were you know in the same house but yeah it wasn't long until i moved out cause Uh, you know, having postnatal and, and trying to keep a house running and, and, you know. Yes. (laughs) Very tough.
0: So how did you manage with, you know, all that stress and uh, postnatal depression?
1: At first I was probably too reliant on the hope that he would help me. And I went to the doctor and, you know, I got put on medication but the medication just wasn't what I needed at that stage. I thought I was a lot stronger than that and it just, you know, I believe in medication but at that time it wasn't for me. And so I just I started to try and pinpoint why I was so unhappy and I realised it was the toxic relationship I was in. Yeah. So that's when I pretty much just the fights and the arguments were getting me down. So I, I pretty much just went house hunting uh, without telling anyone and thought this is what I need to do. I was scared shitless but yeah. I thought this is the way that I start to heal and I was exactly right. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, um, it's a terrifying time to have a new baby and, you, you know, you had two kids at that time and it's just like it's so turbulent and emotional and hormonal anyway. It's yeah. like, yeah, must have been a very, very difficult time for you.
1: It was. It was a mixture of emotions. I got approved for an apartment and I remember being so scared to tell him that I'd been approved and at first he's like, why are you doing it? And then all of a sudden that switched to, no, you should go, go. And then, you know, we thought we were going to try and make it work and then within about a couple of weeks it was just completely over. So, yeah.
0: I think um, a lot of the time people have that on-off, on-off because, like, you're hanging out for a hope that it will work. Like, you want it to Absolutely. work. Yeah. Especially when you, you have know kids.
1: for so the rest of your life.
0: Yes, exactly. So you want it to work more than anything. No one wants to be a single mum necessarily. Like that's not your goal. You know, your life goal. So. Yeah. Um, you know, at least you can look back and go. Pretty much did everything I could there. Like, (laughs) you'll never regret not trying.
1: Absolutely, and I was made to feel for a long time that I didn't try hard enough. And you know, I've always kind of stood my ground and said, you know what, I did, I did, I stuck around for that many years, and it got hurt so many times that you know my time was up, and I was ready to, you know, do something for myself, and that was moving out with the kids.
0: Yeah. Good on you. So, <laughs> what happened? Like, is that when you started your blog as well when you moved out?
1: No, I started my blog when I was pregnant with Max. Um, it was actually the suggestion of the kid's father, as I don't really? think he was ready for the emotions as he yeah. skipped out the first one. So, you know, I started writing as a way to outsource my emotions in the second, and it was originally called the Pre- uh, the prego diaries, and mm. it was just yeah I just started writing and I thought I don't really care what I write about, so I just started being really honest, and that's the way I write to this day and yeah, people started reading it unbeknownst to me. I don't know why, but they did and yeah well they could relate
0: I think when you yeah when you're speaking about something quite you know niche and emotional, people are like thirsty for other for gaining kind of knowledge and other people's experiences.
1: Absolutely, and because I'd had my history with mental health, I opened up about that too, and it started to be a really great way for me to heal because helping other people uh, was, <clears throat> was really starting to help me combat uh, the feelings that I could remember and start to move on from them. So it was a, it was a good healing process um, when I started writing.
0: Yeah. So how old were the kids at this point when you moved out for good?
1: Max was a teeny bub; um, hadn't wasn't even crawling by that stage, and then Mads was maybe three. Yeah, she would have been three. Yeah. So, Cute. You know, she was old enough to know what was going on, um, but yeah, it was it was good that she was that age. I think it was good because she knew what was going on, uh, but you know she can't remember any of the toxic stuff that may have happened in front of her. So that's really it was good. A good get out and she's a very strong and resilient kid and she instantly just took this big sister role uh, yes. when it would help me do so so much and I just remember when Max you know started crawling and then started to walk and both of us sitting you know all three of us being in their bedroom and Maddie sitting right next to me going come on Max Come Aww. on, Maxie. So it's just there was so it was the hardest time of my life but God, Maddie made it so much easier. She's the best kid um, to be a, she was more a, a rock for me yeah. without even knowing it. She's just a strong kid and she's done so well with it. And she's so cute. <laughs> she's adorable. Sometimes she's the devil. Yeah, they um, all are, aren't they, at some point. Yeah, she puts the hand on the hip and gives me the sass, but, yeah. you know, I have to that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where she gets
0: it. Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't know where they get it from. Um,
0: <laughs> um, what was I gonna ask you? Um, it's gone, hold on. Oh, I think um I think you know, one of my favorite things about being a single mum is that bond that you have with your children. And, you know, I can't I don't have a son, so I don't know, but I feel so lucky to have um a daughter to kind of just share that, you know, that really nice bond. And it's hard sometimes being a single mum, but I think that's really special. I think it's a lot, like not to say that women who aren't separated don't have a great bond with their children, definitely not, but like I think that's just something extra special about it. Like you're kind of a team. You're more of a team.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's what it sounds like you and Maddie had.
1: Yeah, definitely. And because Max was so young, it took her to help me to, you know, on the days that I was sitting on the kitchen floor crying, I needed her to go, Mummy, Maxie's crying or Maxie's awake now. So, yeah, you know, she. You saw mummy pretty upset, but she helped me and, and helped me do a lot of things with Max as well. She loves getting in food and making a bottle. So she loved it.
0: <laughs> so cute.
1: <laughs> okay. So how did, I mean,
0: life changed for you. It sounds almost like in a very positive way when you became a single mum. How did you feel about it?
1: Yeah. Um, I always like, you know, in a weird way, kind of recommend everyone does it. Yeah. Uh, I, I just became so much stronger I remember the day where I was like I cried for so long like the amount of times that I would spend on my kitchen floor of my tiny shoebox apartment crying my eyes out going I don't know if I can do this and I was so heartbroken as well and I think the strength came from the minute I knew that I was I knew my worth. and I just remember getting up off the floor and and wiping the tears away and going you know what I don't need him anymore I can do this and I'll be fine and from that minute I was absolutely fine I was confident I started dating again and I just I was just Lauren again I felt like me yourself you
0: lose yourself sometimes in those relationships you lose yourself completely
1: I know and so often it's put down to just being a mum it's like mm. you know what sometimes it's because you're just with the wrong person who yeah. isn't out the best in you yes. and I've realised now from everything what I want from a relationship and what I can bring to a relationship and and I'm lucky enough to be able to utilize those things now. But at that stage, I was like, you know what, I'm ready for the right person to walk into my life. And I was willing to kiss a few frogs to get there. So. <laughs> and how
0: long did it take you to feel ready to, you know, start dating again? What was that process like for you as a single mom?
1: Well, I did it the, uh, the modern day way and I jumped on Tinder for a little bit Yeah. and my sister met her partner on Tinder. So I thought, you know what, everyone's not on there just for a bang. Yeah. I'll give it a go. And yeah, I, you know, went on a couple of dinners and stuff. I met a really nice guy who wasn't for me, but um, yeah, you know, we had some fun and went on a couple of dates together and it was, it was lots of fun, but I just, I knew when it wasn't okay, when it wasn't right. So it was easy for me to kind of walk away from that one and, and realised at the same time that I was also very happy being alone as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's been one challenge. Got You know, I'm in a relationship now, so one challenge for me was that I was so independent that it was very hard for me to let someone in, I think, out of the fear of being hurt again. So, yeah, there's there's an upside and there's a downside to it. You can be too independent sometimes and not let anyone in. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: So with, I mean, your boyfriend, you share a lot of your kind of life together on Instagram. Is that kind of, would you would you keep, I mean, I'm just, uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because I know a lot of women are scared and they don't know how to blend, I guess, the whole dating and relationship factor into the single mum life. Do you keep them kind of separate? Like would you say that your partner is more a partner when you don't have the kids or is he very integrated in your life with the kids as well?
1: He is absolutely beautiful I call him my magical unicorn man because Aww. I didn't think I could find someone like him. Um, when I first met him he actually met me very quickly he met the kids because I just had them with me more often than not and he just knew what my life was like. It was crazy. It was busy. The kids and he doesn't are, have any kids, does he? No, no, no. he doesn't. And at that stage, I, I, he always said that he never really wanted kids or he'd never really thought about it. And then he's fallen in love with my kids. My kids love him. And, you know, he has mentioned that maybe he'd want one. Um, wow. Yeah. Would you have more? Would you do that? At the most, I would pop out one more. But, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean wouldn't it be amazing for you to have that whole perfect pregnant perfect in quotes perfect pregnancy you know like with the loving partner
1: absolutely and you know what because we've been together so, you know for me quite a while now it's we've had our challenges especially with co-parenting it's very it's very challenging for him to see me uh treated a certain way and yeah and still be a very civil and understanding couple where we don't retaliate we don't do nasty things um we work really well as a team and we know each other well enough now to know our limits with each other and yeah. sometimes he he doesn't want to hear about it so you know I completely understand it it is a very tough situation for any you know person that's dating a single mum to go through uh, and. Even though we have had our challenges, he's he's still incredible, and I, uh, you know, he's whether he's here for a short time, whether he's here for a long time, he's, he's definitely done his job in proving that there are fantastic people out there in the world. So nice. Um, I think it's really hard for
0: um, men. Um, I think it takes a really strong man to kind of date a single mum when you have quite like an active. Um, you know, co-parent because it's hard. Like, you know, no one wants to have someone's ex in the relationship, <laughs> and that's oh. what it is. You know, we have our exes in in our lives
1: forever. They're part of the relationship almost. Yeah, it's hard. Which sucks. Yeah, and it is. Um, but that was a reality that I knew I'd have to face when I met the right person, anyway. And you know, if there's two non-negotiables when it comes to Uh, being with me and I stand very firmly on them and as my kids come first and if you're going to complain and whinge about my situation with the co-parent which is always going to be there then you're just probably not strong enough to be with me and I mean it may sound harsh but that's just reality when you are dating a single person it does take a different type of man or woman to date a parent And then, and Jack has been amazing at sticking around and knowing that, you know, I've got my weak moments where I just want to cry and, and go boxing, but yeah, I come out the other end and luckily he's, he's still here. Oh, that's
0: so beautiful. I love it. So how, when you became a single mom, how did you build yourself back up? How did you get through those dark days to the point where you are now?
1: I joined a gym and I just started training religiously. It was my one hour of a day to do something for myself and regain my my confidence and to put a smile on my face. My children put a smile on my face, but there was just something extra that I needed and it was training. Um, and at that stage I didn't have any single mum friends. Um, I was completely lost at the same time. And then there was something in me that was like, okay, well now I need to do something for the kids and for myself and make this future work. So I went to school and that's where I became a personal trainer. And because it had saved me, through the process of postnatal and separation and, and feeling so shitty, I wanted to help other women do exactly the same thing. And, yeah. yeah, I just went back to school and that changed my life. The nights, the two nights I didn't have the kids, I was at school. So I just swapped the kids over. Yeah. <laughs> two nights I went
0: to school instead. Amazing. So now you work as a personal trainer and I think exercise is life-changing. Like, you know, when you find that one thing and, um, you know, for many it is the exercise, I think um, it is life-changing. It does so much. I always say to people, like, I go for my mental health more than anything. Like, I don't really care. I mean, you know, obviously it makes you feel good if you physically look well, but I do it for my mental health
1: absolutely that's exactly why i do it for me as well i my body is pretty responsive to exercise and more often than not you know people say you know you don't look like you've had two kids and stuff like that and and you know i do go to the gym and i do train and it's my job um and well, i've always been told that my body is my business card but i don't do what i do to uh, to ha- help to my look- girls have and look a certain way yeah. um, you know, we train outside. So there's no mirrors. There's, there's no judgment because it's so early in the morning that no one else is there. It is purely about my girls doing what they need to for themselves. And, and mostly I've dealt with clients that are uh, going through postnatal anxiety, like crippling anxiety. I've got teenage girls that are crippling anxiety and, it's horrible to see, but just their faces change once they've done a bit of 45 minutes of Huffy Puffy and, you know, boxing is yeah. a great one as well. Just they'll walk into a session and normally in the consultation when I go, why have you come to me? They'll cry. Mm. And all about how they're feeling inside. And I've always, always made sure that my message is very clear that I do this to make people feel good, uh, not for the sake of a, a a thigh gap or a six pack because yeah. there are people out there with those certain body attributes and they feel like shit so there's no use in having this epic body if you feel like crap and that's exactly why I do what I do
0: yeah I think that's fantastic Lauren <laughs> you you shared this I can't remember if it was a photo or maybe on your Instagram stories it wasn't that long ago but you posted a few different pictures of yourself that were all taken within one minute do you remember that mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah. had like, you know, one, obviously, you know, very taut looking body. And then you had like the stomach. I mean, you know, you don't have a huge stomach at all. I mean, you don't have, <laughs> but like, you know, kind of hanging out a little bit, like, and I just thought it was amazing. And you're like, it's not like, this is, I think you wrote something like, this is all taken within one minute. Like it was yeah. something about body expectations and like not kind of believing everything you see or something.
1: Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, I don't often spend too much time on Instagram, but when I do and I see some of the things being put out there, I just get the shits because, you know, I know the tips and tricks. It's If I want to look, I don't have hips. I'm straight up and down. If I want to look like I have hips, I just, you know, you get your D string and you pull the strings up from the side a little bit higher, boom, you've got hips. <laughs> so it's And if you turn around and you're at a certain angle, your flat pancake ass can amazingly become, you know, Tammy Hembrow. So (laughs) there's lots of tips and tricks that people use just for that photo. And I myself have done fitness photo shoots and even then it's all about angles and lighting and sucking your gut in so much that it hurts. So it's, yeah, I just—I think that day I just really had the shits, to be honest. I, <laughs> well, I think it's I, good. I think it's great. You know, I don't want to, sometimes I have days where I'm just like, oh, I feel so bloated, I look like shit, stuff like that. I have certain days where I have that feeling come in for a few minutes and, you know, the last thing I want to do is scroll through Instagram and see, you know, another mum of two with a flat six-pack and absolutely no signs of giving birth. Yeah. I don't want Sometimes it's like mums need to see some sort of reality, and we all have different bodies, and and people need to realise that. And you know, I have you know certain body goals that i look up to but i most certainly know that you know what i don't have the same body shape as that person so i'm never going to look like that but it just makes me work a little bit harder so i love that there are fitness inspirations out there but i think there are a lot out there that are very unrealistic that mums don't really need to see (laughs) yeah totally
0: yeah it's fantastic Apart from the co-parenting um, challenges, have there been any other challenges that you've sort of encountered as a single mum or has it all been otherwise good stuff?
1: Um, no, co-parenting is my main vice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um, okay, so what are the kind of benefits that you found as a single mum? Strength. I got strong. Uh, I learnt how to carry a week's worth of groceries up four sets of stairs by myself <laughs> while carrying bags That's one thing I'm super proud of and would put on my resume if I needed to.
0: Yeah, um,
1: that's, that's a skill. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it is. I, every time I do it, I'm like, I check my Fitbit. <laughs> 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 um, it's also made me work a lot harder. It's made me see what I, I can do for myself. I never thought I'd be able to pay my own bills and my own rent and live by myself. And now I'm kind of like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's hectic, but I love it. And, yeah, it is the most rewarding thing ever to have the one-on-one time with the kids. And I remember in the beginning I used to think all the time that this is just fucking unfair. This is bullshit. Um, it shouldn't be like this. Whereas now I don't, not once does it ever come into my head that this is unfair. It is most certainly not unfair. It's just life. And I'm much more grateful for any time that I get with my children now. And, they give me a lot of drive and a lot of strength and they've definitely shaped me to be the person that I am today. So rather than looking at it from a very, uh, I guess, sad and depressed view like I did in the beginning, which is completely normal and justified, yeah. it only takes shape after you've been doing it for a while and realise, you know what, I've got this and, you know what, I can find a new man. Like new men are exciting. I mean, it's scary but like, like I get, someone can buy me dinner
0: yeah <laughs> yes you can be wined and dined, yeah, exactly that's the best part of it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, I agree. I think being a single mom is great. And, um, I was talking about being a single mom last night, sharing my sort of single mom story at this event and all these people came up to me afterwards and they were saying like, oh, you know, I just want to say so sorry for what you've been through. And I was like, don't be sorry. This was the best thing that happened to me. Like, I think these kind of things, they shape you and they, you learn so much from them. It makes you who you are. And I don't think I would be as strong as I am now. If I hadn't been oh. through that, and I think it's the same for you.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, what's next for you? What are you working on? Whenever I see you on Instagram, you're up so many hours before everyone else. <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> oh,
1: I've got my my clients. I've got um, a little project that I'm working on um, called the Pay It Forward Project, oh, that uh, which good. Is to raise some money for mental health. Um, I'm doing a lot of speaking which is awesome it means I get to spread my message a lot more Uh, but I have so many ideas up in my head but then I'm one of those people that's like you know you get focused for a second it's like oh there's a bug (laughs) and so I, I get flustered sometimes and because it's just me that you know I I'm a one woman show so it's it's hard to kind of start things and then finish them the way I want to because I have so many ideas. But as long as I'm getting out there and sharing my message and and doing what I want to do that makes me happy, then yeah, that's pretty much the plan is just to keep going for the moment. <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
1: Good on you. I think what you're
0: doing is amazing, by the way. So yeah, I think you're amazing. Thank you um, very much. <laughs> so something I like to finish on when I'm speaking to a single mom is Do you have any advice that you could give to a new single mum or any any single mum really, but, um, yeah, about, you know, anything that's helped you, any advice?
1: My biggest advice is to look after yourself, uh, not to neglect yourself and to look at those babies and see that there is a reason for you to be where you are and eventually down the track that strength will come through. And um, if I could go back and tell myself one thing, it's crying on the kitchen floor is absolutely okay, but reaching out will help you. And it's okay to accept help. If people offer help, take it. If you want to go out there and go to school, get a job, do it. Life is about you and your babies now and see it as more of an exciting start and and with that once you get into co-parenting uh, biggest tip is to be resilient <laughs> yeah I love it
0: okay so be resilient look at it <laughs> as an opportunity for you know something new rather than a something bad that's happened look after yourself and ask for help which is so crucial yes. love it. Absolutely. Love it. Okay, it's time for us to wrap up. But if you want to check out Lauren's blog, go to www.madmaxmum.com and you can follow Lauren on Instagram. Lauren, you're at underscore, underscore, underscore? Yes. Lauren Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And on Facebook, Mad Max Mum. And I will put all those links in the show notes as well. Lauren, thank you so much for your time today. It's just been so lovely to chat.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank
0: you for being so open and, you know, sharing your story. And I have no doubt that it will help many, many women. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. My <laughs> okay. See you later, Lauren.
1: Yeah. Bye.
0: Lauren, thank you so much for your time. I loved chatting with you and I think everyone would have enjoyed listening to all your words of wisdom. Thank you very much. Guys, as I said, if you want to get in touch with Lauren, have a look at her website. It's an amazing blog, www.madmaxmum.com, and you can connect with her on Instagram at underscore 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 Lauren Kate and Facebook, Mad Max Mum. I love following Lauren, she's always sharing you know, pretty bang on things about mum life and inspirational things and co-parenting. So go and check it out. So one of the, you know, main things that I really liked what Lauren said was that look at this whole single mum thing as an opportunity, okay? Don't see yourself as a victim. And I know it's really, really hard, but that mindset shift can change your life. And that's something that I really help my clients with taking that shift and going, okay, here I am in this situation. This is what it is. So, what am I going to do from here? And it is life changing, guys. Life changing. Co parenting is a challenge. You know, it's a challenge for most of us, unfortunately. And if you are there and you have an amazing co parenting relationship, that is brilliant. Like, protect that co parenting relationship because it's hard. It's hard for people. And I think. If you have a great co-parenting relationship, like just don't sweat the small stuff, you know, just my opinion, of course, but I think that's one of the most important relationships that you need to protect. And the other thing is how good is exercise? I think so many of you will agree that mental health is everything. And if you find something that helps with your mental health, that's amazing, you know, and exercise is just one of those things that can really help with that. So I love what Lauren's doing and Lauren's message. And I love when, you know, bad shit happens to people, but something really good comes out of it. And Lauren is just a prime example of that. I mean, what an inspiration. So yeah, thanks again, Lauren. And thank you to you for listening. Guys, don't forget the Don't Just Survive Thrive e-course is kicking off. So if you want in, please come and enroll. It will change your life. It's a course that I'm so proud of, and that has already seen results with so many women who have done it. Or if you want to work with me one on one, a lot of people think that that is a better option because it keeps you accountable, and I'll be on your back a lot. Then send me an email if you have any questions. Send me an email, Julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com, or go over to my website, which is www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. You can book in a complimentary clarity call on my website and we can have a chat about what you're struggling with and how I can help you. Okay. My programs are very tailored to the individual. And if you want to enroll in the e-course, which is the self-paced program that I spoke about at the start, I will put the link in the show notes. Okay. Right. You can also connect with me on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. Come over and say, hi, I'd love to hear from you. Or as I said, send me an email. I'll put the email in the show notes as well. If you want to join the Facebook group, which is the Single Mother Survival Guide Support Forum, go to the website as well. There is a link there to join the Facebook group. I try to go through those requests weekly. Right, that's about it from me. If you've loved this podcast, I would love for you to rate it and write a review even in iTunes. It is so simple and easy. It will honestly take you 10 seconds, probably less. Uh, You just have to go to the show click on Single Mother Survival Guide, subscribe if you haven't already, that way you'll never miss an episode and then just scroll down to the bottom and tap the stars. That's it. Yep. So thank you so much for doing that. And if you you know, want to share a bit that you've really enjoyed or the kind of episode format that you'd love, I would love to know. You can leave a review for me right there in iTunes. It, You just press write a review and yeah, tell me what you like. Okay. Well, thanks again for listening. I will speak to you guys next week. Gosh, how fast is this year going? I feel like it's just actually been Christmas. It's insane. Anyway, the good news is here in Australia, that means it's getting closer to summer again, which I can't wait. I do not like the cold. (laughs) Anyway, have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you next week. Okay. Bye for now.